Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, I think you're there. I think I'm here. I don't know. Both are open to questions. It's April 13th. It's a Tuesday. We'll see if my sister Susan's there. Hello? I am. I am. I happen to look up right at uh, (laughs) 859.50. Yeah, good, good, good. I said, I'm not late. I'm not late. I'm getting the call in. (laughs) Okay. I cut it it pretty close, too. I got news for you. I'm sure Zach, who's, who's on the production end, is thinking, where are those women? But uh, here we are. It's another, Never fear. We eventually show up. <laughs> yeah. It's yet another. God, I wonder how many hours I've done of this. Lots. I'm serious. Jeez. I mean, I used to do 15 a week. Yeah. For years and years and years and years and years. And I don't know. Just imagine all that babbling. God. Lord, no wonder I don't talk otherwise. I mean, well, that's not true because I, I on occasion do. Um, yeah, you do otherwise, but yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. why people like you and me are um, uh, not all that upset by the quarantining of the past year because we're perfectly fine sitting quietly in a room. <laughs> ourselves I know in spite of what people might think of us that's right although you know you know that 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 there's so many articles now that are popping up of of people you know who don't want to come back out (laughs) exactly right there was a a whole piece about introverts are really struggling now because they really mostly enjoyed uh yeah, it, it's well, true. because it's introverts hard. in their own way were leading the way to happy pandemic living going. No, you don't have to freak out. <laughs> Although For the first time in their life, they were socially accepted. You know, they they were yeah. they were appropriate. Yeah, they had the right personality, let's say. But there was this article which surprised me. Um, I think it was Sunday I read it that said that in fact if you want to change your personality that you have in fact gotten to know yourself in a different way during this pandemic um then you can do it and this whole idea you know that you can't teach an old dog new tricks an old dog new tricks is is really uh not no that's bull True. I, I, at the age of 48, okay. I was a total non-exercising couch potato. Yeah, and now, now you're a friggin' lunatic. Okay. Now I'm a friggin' okay. lunatic. I'm just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Every every day, every everything we do is a choice. That's hard. To, that's hard to accept, but it's true. Well, here's what scientists actually say that people can change their personalities. Now, see, I. I often think, you know, our personalities at a certain stage are pretty set. 
but I guess that's not true. So they say that there are five traits. This is actually, you know, a science reporter. There are five traits that make up personality. And I'm so confused by these traits, I can't see straight. But they say they're all potentially changeable, that you can work on yourself. You want to hear what they say the five traits of personality are? Extroversion. Introversion. No, well, I think that encompasses both. It's both. Extroversion and and its whole universe. Yes. Openness to experience. Yes. Emotional stability. Agreeableness. And conscientiousness. Yeah. I don't know how those five things are the traits of a. I don't know how you pick those, but I can I can I argue know. for each and every one that that yes, each, they're changeable. They're changeable, and they're all they're all each daily choices. And it says here, science uh, behind personality change has been firmed up through uh, recent research, and um, yeah, it just flat out says that. Uh, neurotics <laughs> of which i certainly am one neurotics uh which are prone to anxiety and uh, rumination that the this is something that you can actually change i don't i don't i mean you would have to be very uh, they suggest a therapist would help and a I, therapist I, I helps uh, yeah. You know, being being self-aware helps. Understanding, you know, understanding what role choice plays in your life helps. Um, and I and I would just say that one of the reasons that I found this out was be, was through loss. Um, well, you know, when you, when you experience terrible and unexpected loss. Um, it's very clear that uh, there are choices that you make all along the route thereafter. Right. Uh, And some are helpful and some aren't. And if you have an opportunity to experience more than one such loss, you can actually learn and be guided by the previous loss. Um, And I'm I'm not saying this for any reason other than experiences happen in our lives that teach us how much control we have over things and how much control that we don't. And the one thing that I learned is the only thing that I can control is my responses. Sometimes. And yeah, sometimes even at that, all that inspirational. But if I want change to occur, the only place I can expect it to occur is within myself. That's the only thing I got control over. And it's surprising how much you can change by just changing what you have control over. Well, so I just want to say that this article, as we begin to emerge uh, from our quarantines, that it says that the person who emerges does not have to be the same old you, that you can change. And what better time than now 
when, first of all, no one's seen you for a year and people might have forgotten what you were like. <laughs> so you can, you can just use this as an opportunity to try on, try out um, a, a new you, a better you. And they essentially come up with saying that uh, you can imagine the person that you want to be and then you behave like that person. Now that seems to me like something I heard. I think it's fake it until you make it. Yes. Fake it until you make it. So just be this person, force yourself in some ways, if you're shy to engage someone in conversation. Yes. There's another way to say it. That's not so uh, critical and, and, and is more uh, helpful. It's called practice. It's not fake it till you make it. It's Try. practice. Just keep trying. Just keep doing it. I have found that even though I'm a, I'm not somebody who strikes up conversations with strangers, I sure am now. I When I'm out, uh, like, say, walking the dog or whatever, I just constantly now find myself yelling across the street to people, talking to people. I do that. I've well, done you that know why forever. I did that the other day and I'm still, I'm still, they looked at me like I was insane, but I, I, because whatever, you don't know the reaction you're going to get. And I don't think I've talked about this on, on the air. So I'm just going to throw it out there. There was, there's a, a house in, when I'm walking my dog in the neighborhood, I often pass it. And over the years, I've wondered about it. It it sort of looks forbidding to me. Sits pretty far back from the road. It's not a house you look at and think, oh, (laughs) it doesn't have, you know, lights weren't on in the windows. The house right next door always had light. I kept thinking, my God, somebody doesn't, you know, somebody's not watching the electric bill in that house, but it looks so warm at night. It just looks like it's filled with life. This house I'm talking about looks quite the opposite and forbidding. And then all of a sudden, earlier this year, there starts to be activity at that place that I think nobody was living in. And I'm seeing workers, and I'm seeing this and that, and then the thing happened. They started absolutely digging up the entire expanse, not the entire, about two thirds of the front yard, sizable front yard. And I thought, geez, I wonder what they're doing. It didn't make any sense. And then one day sitting in the huge, huge hole that was now the front yard were two side by side, large, round, orange, I'm going to call them pipes. I don't know what else to call them. Round things, tanks. And and they were, they were big. I mean, you could not quite stand up in one, but it was almost that tall. And, and so they had dug this so they could put these two huge tanks in. And I would walk by them every day and think, what the hell is that? Never in my life. And I've watched a lot of houses and things get built. Have I seen any? It's not a thing that you would. I mean, you're in the middle of the city. This isn't a septic system double wide. (laughs) No, 
And I couldn't, I, and it started to trouble me. And, and, and because I was walking late at night, I, 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 you know, and no one was out, I found myself sort of almost engaging in, um, you know, conspiracy theories. Like, I don't think this is a good thing. I don't know what these people are doing here, but I, it's all because of my way I think of that house. But all of a sudden, it got creepier and creepier. You you imagined I, a lot of abductees in the orange yes, uh, cylinders, yes, yes. Stuff like that. They were going to bury by. I didn't know. Yeah. So one day, I told myself, take a picture, and then you can show the picture. What the hell is this? So I I actually was sort of a. I looked around to make sure nobody saw me <laughs> taking the picture. <laughs> Let alone, you know, God forbid it was really a cabal of... I'm going to have to start calling you Cunine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. This is what, yeah, 14 months in solitary does to people's heads. So, anyway, I still don't have an answer. I showed it to a guy who's a contractor, and I said, have you ever seen anything like this? when a house is being built? And he looked at it and said, no. But he didn't seem curious like I did. He didn't seem to think that there was obviously a crime about to occur. Um, And I showed it to other people. Nobody had an answer. And then finally, somebody forwarded it to a guy who was an engineer, and he said, he'll know. And the response that came back, if, as much as I remember what he said, is that it was a, these are for, they're holding tanks for water in case like there's flooding in the, that doesn't make sense. First of all, the house is sitting at one of the highest points. Of the yeah, country. you're in a hill. Um, okay, so... But maybe they are holding tanks for, I mean, maybe the guy is a bootlegger. I mean, maybe he makes wine. I mean, maybe he thinks, maybe he's a QAnon guy and he wants to store water because the dark state is going to take away his water supply. That's what I thought. This is, he's using this for some kind of escape place. And, um, well, I'll tell you, now it's covered up. No one would know those two things are there, except there's you. like uh, there's two things that emerge from it. There's a in the middle of the lawn. There's a rather large, like venting thing, like a pipe that is up. About go stick a rock in it. See what happens. Look, I'm going near this place. So clearly they're venting it. Well, you just put a baggie that. over it. Just just slip a little baggie over it. <laughs> and there's also a pipe, like almost a French drainy kind of thing coming out near the sidewalk. So there's those two things. What the hell is it? I'm maybe serious. it sits, maybe that house is built on an underground spring that has been um, uh, screwing up the uh, basement. And so they are draining it through these large storage tanks. And then it comes out. And I could make up yeah. endless things. Okay. Well, I can send this picture to you. And you I, I can visualize that. it. I'm visualizing two large orange cylinders that are now buried with two venting pipes. 
So the first thing I do is I put a baggie over one of the venting pipes and see if the house blows up. (laughs) (laughs) The house still looks unoccupied. It's just now I know has, I can't imagine. And And because you can't quite stand up in it, I don't think. It's not a safe oh. room. Well, no. maybe it's one of those tanks, you know, where people go those uh, to to, to uh, uh, get hyperoxygenated or something. No, no. I'm just saying. Okay, I I, I I remain unsatisfied by any any. And so I once yelled across the street, getting back to where we were. I'm walking the dog. I did it just this morning, walking my dog, yes. Okay, I'm staring at these two things, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? What is this for? And there were two other people walking across this, you know, on this other sidewalk. And I actually turned to them and, and yelled, what the heck do you think this is? They looked at me like I was nuts and kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you looking like the mad woman of Shio at that moment? I don't think so. I don't think so. I... <laughs> All right. Well, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But if at a later date, a huge crime or some bizarre thing is uncovered in that house. You, you heard it here first. That's right. God. Oh, you know what? I'm getting more and more used to being flummoxed. Um, and you know I am flummoxed a You're lot. You're constantly <laughs> flummoxed. You should be used to it. <laughs> I was trying to explain to a mutual acquaintance what happens when I try and explain anything that has numbers to you. And I said, you just have to imagine that her eyes roll up in the back of her head and I can hear the white noise static going on in her brain. (laughs) It's it's totally true. I don't. There's a whole part of my brain that is absolutely dark matter. There is nothing going on in it. But that's not even the part of the flummoxy thing I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And that's not dark matter either, anybody. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So as I age, it's like I'm aging out of the culture, the popular culture. And it has been decades since I have looked at the pictures and the headlines at the grocery store in the checkout line, you know, of the celebrities and People Magazine and all that kind, where I know who anybody is. I'm serious. Well, you know Prince Harry. He's on it all the time. Well, yes, I know Prince Harry, but I don't. There's so much I don't know. And then all of the sort of technological things that are changing the way people interact and, and blah, 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 and this and that. And I just think, what the fuck? I can't keep, you know, I always thought I would keep up because you don't want to be left behind. But I I can feel myself um, dropping back <laughs> in the pack and huffing and puffing and just not being able to quite keep up. 
Well, you care less about about certain things, though. I mean, you don't care who these incessantly uh, skinny people are. You know, well, all these celebrities, I can't stand it. I don't watch the shows they're on or the, the influencers or the, I just don't know who the hell any of them are. And I don't give a damn. And they're not talking to me anyway. You know, oh, OK, yeah, well, I, I have an answer for you, dear Lynn. Oh, have you been looking on? No, the, no. A, a um, an old friend of mine with whom I've reconnected, who is now <laughs> listening to listening us. Listening to the show. Okay. Right. Says it's a rainwater or gray water recovery storage system. It makes watering your lawn less expensive and more ecological. He's an engineer. All right. Henry just wrote, you've got a smart audience. Post a picture. And will and then he says, my guess is they're water filter systems. Yeah, well, it's a rainwater, gray water recovery storage system. That makes total sense. But they're so huge. A lot of rainwater. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're so damn huge. Hey, listen, it's better than our answer, which was dead bodies. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> One wouldn't have been enough? I don't understand it. Okay, all right. I, that's sort of what the other is. It, yeah, it has to do something with water. All right, all right, all right. Um, oh, but here's the thing about falling behind in terms of what's happening in the popular. You know, I know more than most people about, like, what's happening in, like, you know, the news and stuff like that. But that obviously that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... The stuff people talk about in popular culture is what we call it. Popular culture. And I've never been good at it. Um, Even when I was young, I never watched all the television shows in the 70s, 80s. I don't know any of that stuff. Um, But here's the problem. Man, this is starting to have an impact on my crossword puzzles. Yeah, you can't do the crossword puzzles. Jeez. No, that is upsetting. Now that's upsetting. Well, right. I and you know, back in the day I couldn't do them because like you, I was not that hooked into the popular culture of my time when I was younger. Um now for some reason, I don't know. I just probably because I spend hours, you know, reading everything um other than a book, I can uh I I end up knowing some of this stuff. Also, my children. Yeah, well, children, yeah. I do have my son to thank for, yeah, keeping me. uh, Children and grandchildren reconnect you. Right, that is true. That is true. But, geez, I'm falling behind on the New York Times crossword puzzle and Jeopardy. Damn it. So that's that's where it's getting me. See, I think the New York Times crossword puzzle, especially the Sunday puzzle. The Sunday puzzle easier. is so easy that I can now start in the upper right corner, upper left corner, and just work my way through. Yeah, you know, but you know what? That's, that just shows the dumbing down of America. Right. They are, that's I've no got, fun. I have old books of, you know. Yes, yeah, I do too, and I can't do them. You can't do them because they, they, they then required amazing breadth of knowledge. And they don't anymore. No, you had a, a much larger vocabulary. I mean, when I'm just going through and this fill is just so 
inane. You know, I'm just going, oh, come on, you know. Yeah. Okay, I got a quote for you. These are quotes I liked. So here comes one. It's from Eleanor Roosevelt, who spoke higher than I can. A wonderful woman. She said, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realize how seldom they do. That's correct. Isn't that good? There it is, guys. All you self-conscious folk. I'm including No one's me. thinking about you. All the, you it's know, your own narcissism. <laughs> it's right. It is absolutely, you, you can get rid of that anxiety very quickly by realizing that nobody is or rarely are. Or even if they do, it's for one second and then they're back to thinking about themselves like themselves. everybody else. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh. So I here I something came across my eyes this morning that I knew was meant to to just charm me and make me think how wonderful. And instead, it's been enraging me. And here here's what it was. It's a picture of probably kindergartners in a um it with in a simulated bus. So one of the little kids is driving and then there's a row of two seats behind, you know, going back and a row of one seat with an aisle. And first a little boy gets on pretending to be an old man and he walks down and he stands in front of another little boy who sees that he's an old man and gets up and hangs onto a strap and gets gives a seat. And then a little girl comes on carrying a baby and she walks up to another young man who gets up and young boy who gets up and gives her his seat. And then a little girl pretending to be pregnant comes on and gets up and the little boy gets uh, another little boy gets up and gives the seat. And I keep waiting for a little girl to be asked to get up (laughs) or for for someone other than a woman to be disabled or, you know, and, and and I thought, you know why boys think they're superior because this is this sweet little lesson that we're teaching them. We do it without even. We without do even it thinking. and think it's charming. And I'm just telling you, being a woman is not a disability. Being old is not a disability. A disability is a disability. And if you see one in a man or a woman, and you are either a man or a woman, the polite thing to do is to get up. But these things are presented as as gendered disabilities. Yeah. Ugh. I understand. And so I didn't say anything because I thought, well, that is the well, farthest thing from this person's mind, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop an anvil on their head. But we are so insistent on teaching gender roles to our children and and stereotypes and and everything you name it that's what we're teaching our kids well it's baked in because that's how we know, were raised we don't even see it the other and you don't even, yeah so back to changing things actually barbara uh writes uh sends me a uh a book uh, about a book called Your Handwriting Can Change Your Life. And it maintains that when you purposefully change your handwriting, 
you can change other things about your personality because our handwriting is a reflection. Well, you know, if you're a handwriting expert, you would agree. Our handwriting is a reflection of our innermost thoughts and feelings. And so there, she's saying that if you just change the way you do the letter T. <laughs> well, you know, that's like if you smile, you convince your brain you're yeah, happy, right. Right. So I'm not so I'm not so sure I'll go to if I make my tea a different way I'm going to no that goes be a all, that person. goes exactly that goes way too far around to get to the right. same point okay I have a, yeah I am avoiding yes I am avoiding another dead black young man shot by a cop who the last words this kid heard as he was dying was oh shit I shot him. Can you imagine? Why would she tase him, even? I mean, her oh, excuse God, her excuse me. is that she grabbed the wrong weapon, which, by the way, is inexcusable. Yeah, exactly. Inexcusable. I don't know. But I don't understand why someone sitting in a car when the officer is not in the car and all the officer has to do is step back, why you tase because the whole friggin' cop culture is about them having control. I know, but now it's like a tick. Like, the more they get, it's like, uh, I can't let this happen to me, and boom, it happens to me. I mean, you know, it's like, really? How does this happen? How does this happen, you know, 15 miles down the road from the, from the trial, for crying out loud? And it will keep on happening. It is just, you know what? And you know what else is driving me insane? is I think almost every day there's another shooting, some some crazy kind of shooting thing going on. So the gun, you know, we're, we're, you can tell this, America's returning to normal. 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 Well, you know, the Knoxville, the Knoxville thing was the same day that the governor passed to every grown-up, you know, can carry a gun wherever they want, and if they don't, they'll be jailed kind of law. You know, and uh, in two seconds later, you know, this kid opens, you know, is corner, actually I mean, cornered in the bathroom. What is to happen to us? I want to, can I just read you? It's got numbers in it, but these, these numbers I can follow. Um, it's, 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 it's mind boggling. It's Nicholas Kristoff. More Americans have died from guns since 1975, okay? We're going back quite a ways. And that includes homicides, suicides, uh, accidents, okay? Yep. More than one and a half million Americans have died because of a gun since 1975. Then... The number of Americans that died in every war in American history from the Revolutionary War on, that body count over hundreds and hundreds of years yields only 1.4 million. But in 45 years, we've killed more Americans than that because of our love for guns. More children 
from infancy, infancy to four years of age die every year from a gun than police officers. Children, babies, babies and up to four. Generally, it averages out to about 80. Every year in the United States die because some idiot's got a gun in the house. Uh, uh, you know, on, that's more than police officers are killed. And then he reminds us that, you know, when Europeans lose their tempers, they punch somebody. Americans pull out a gun. When foreigners express road rage, they curse another driver. In this country, we pull out a gun and we kill. And it's only getting worse. It's what is wrong with us. Cannot we see what this gun love has done to us? My God, we're hopeless, I think. Well, and you you did read where Wayne LaPierre was uh, terrified after one of the school shootings and had to go hide on some yacht Uh, in the middle of the water, lest he be the victim of gun violence. Oh, I wish. All right. I just want you to know, it's not like I don't know, and I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the defense make its case in the Chauvin trial. I just don't think I can bear it. Um, And I have said, I think he's going to get convicted. And my son tells me I'm nuts. Um, A lot of people in the audience say, have told me, you're nuts. They always get off. I just think this case. No, I think he's going to be convicted of something, but I also think that there'll be, be an appeal. Be like, be, well, because this guy got shot and the jury isn't sequestered. And I'm not so sure that doesn't provide grounds oh, for appeal. They asked for a sequestered jury. They didn't get it. didn't get one. Yeah. And now there's been another incident, which the jury will be able to find out about, which very well might, you know influence well i was uh, i was in the company of a, a lawyer last night um and i asked him what he thought and he he agreed with my son he said it only takes one the fact that it has to be unit i can't imagine I'm still sticking with he's going to be found guilty. Yeah, sure. I say th- I, th- I believe in justice. I mean, I you know I'm a lawyer too. I if I didn't believe in the I, the system frequently doesn't work. I think this time it's going to work. Please if God, it, it works because if it hey, doesn't, we are in big trouble. If it doesn't, then get ready for this country to be ripped apart, and I and we would have it coming. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of all the law, you know, we're talking about loss, uh, the loss that Americans have felt in this year, 
uh, the loss of, you know, their freedoms to do what they want to do, their loss of you know, kids, of school, of regular play, the loss of loved ones. Uh, the lo there's been so much loss, but nobody can come close to the loss that black America has had to deal with. Because not only are they dealing with more loss from COVID, but they're dealing with this, this incessant killing. Yeah, this of, drip, drip, drip of the loss of their community and you, that with nothing to stop that? it. <clears throat> how do you live with that constant grief and trauma? How can a white person even comprehend? I mean, it is, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine God. No, and we do these little things to make ourselves feel better. You know, for example, yeah. there's now now no longer such a thing as a master bedroom because that's offensive language. It's the main bedroom. <laughs> oh, so we've done that. Well, now we're woke. Oh, fuck. Please don't don't even tell me these things. I can't bear it. Well, I will say it's a start. If we start, you know, much like other things, if you start erasing uh, racist ref references from your uh, from your language. Although I would argue that's not that's more futile. Um, it's it's not so much master slave as lord of the manor, and and therefore a misreference. Well, master is used uh, in a misogynistic way as well. It obviously conjures up slavery, but the master of the house. Right. That puts women in their place. Um, let's just get rid of the fucking word altogether then. Um. <laughs> well, okay. it's just funny the things that people do rather than actually doing something. So here's another quote. Kurt Vonnegut, ladies and gentlemen. True terror is to wake up one morning and discovering that your high school class is running the country. <laughs> well, you know, that, that does, I mean, I'm well past that, but I, yeah, I mean, you know, when you realize, right, who's in power, you mean so-and-so from my, yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, it is. It's so true. But I thought it was a good observation. Now I have a, um, like a lot of old farts, I have the closed captioning on on my TV. Yes, me too. <laughs> a lot of people too. <laughs> and it's not that I'm totally, I'm not deaf. I just have trouble with some people who talk like really fast or any accent throws me, right? Well, then you are so, getting deaf. All right. So I'm getting deaf. Why wouldn't I be? Jeez. But the closed <laughs> captioning, some of it, some of it is it's so, hysterical. Well, because the, uh, the the really really acute captioning does more than just give the audio. It tries to tell a, a person who can't hear about 
uh, not verbal, but, you know, in other words, it says things like gasps, softening. I've been, I've been writing them down. That's like one. Gasps, softening. Well, and you have the en- you have the enhanced subtitles on, which oh, is <laughs> which is what I did accidentally when I watched Hamilton. I was going and I had put on the captions for Mother, thinking, um, you know, she's never going to understand a word of this, so put up the captions. But this guy would start talking, you know, enter Hamilton, reading the stage directions, <laughs> and I'm going, what? Turn off the guy, you know, Hamilton. Kneels. Well, I can see that. No, that's not for. No, that's for. That's for visually appearing. That was for the vis. So it's enhanced captioning, which is also for visually. Visually. Well, wait, wait. That doesn't make sense. Oh no, because they can't read gasps. Yeah. Okay, so gasp softening is one, and here's another one: emotional groans. And often when I see these things, I think. I wouldn't characterize that as emotional groans. I start nitpicking. That wasn't a groan. I wouldn't say that that was a gasped sigh. And I wonder, how does a hearing impaired person take all this in? What's the difference between a nervous sigh? Do they... Because you have, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a thought I had, which, you know, is driving me crazy. We have a caller, and I think, I think it's somebody who's been calling recently. Hello. Of course, of course it is. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Clarence, what's gotten into you, babe? You disappeared for years and now you're here all <laughs> It all had to do with what I had to do at 10 o'clock. That's all. Right. He oh, was busy. You know do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, or either I was busy on my way somewhere or my way back somewhere or somebody called me at the phone when the Lynn Collins show comes on. All that kind of good stuff. Now, I don't know what I want to talk about. No, Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, one, when um, your sister Susan, who I believe is on the show with you, uh, yes. said something about uh, the kindergartners or whatever on the bus. Yes. And she said, I don't want to drop yes. an anvil on it because it never crossed their, their minds. And I'm like, no, you drop an anvil. Drop an anvil. <laughs> because... It never crossed their mind. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they weren't thinking. This. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Dude, that's a very possible. I, I'm always, man on Facebook, I'm always dropping apples because most people are like, you know, especially with the sharing of memes. Like, hey, right. did you really think about that? <laughs> you know, so I'm, so I'm always dropping apples. Uh, well, well, I, I I come what, from? What, wait a minute. Wait, wait. wait. Dropping anvils, is that from the cartoons? Is that where that, I never heard that phrase. Yeah, well, I, you know, that's, that's the best of, um. That's what I said. I don't know. That's what Yeah. But I think it is from a, a cartoon. You drop an anvil, sure. you drop an anvil on someone's head to get their attention. Yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. cartoon. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gotcha. I just never heard that. I never heard okay. it before. I never heard it used the way it was either. So I learned okay. something today. Um, well, you know me, guys. I make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But if you think about it, everything was made up. Everything, even like the name of a tree, was made up by somebody. So making things up is what we humans do. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Black lives don't matter. Um, my thought about mm-hmm. guns, you know, open carry. 
Yeah. I saw this meme. They they show this guy like in a bakery with like he's armed to the teeth. He has a uh, like AK forty seven on his back and all kinds of um, uh, bullets and whatnot strapped to him. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, this is you know this white guy fits the profile of a mass shooter. What if I'm sitting there? I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He could be a mass shooter, and I shoot him. And I shoot him, and they say, is that that murder, or is that... that Oh, no, that's stand your ground. Stand your ground. That guy fits the profile. (laughs) Let's just start running out and shooting all these assholes. (laughs) Those laws laws are not intended. They don't say it because it's understood. Clarence, was this with the white man like that? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, no, he's fine. Yeah, it's good to say. Yeah, yeah. So I, I shoot yeah. him. I Send shoot him into the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the black, the black guy shoots him and says, but, but wait, I didn't know whether this guy was, it cause gonna kill this, me. was, right. was going to kill everybody. Right. Because <laughs> the mass shooter, <laughs> the, right. that's the profile of the mass shooter. He fits that's the right. profile. Right. <laughs> you know, but do I think that, you know, it's like, oh, come on. No, no I go to jail. I'd be a goner. And there was Those one more. laws are all racist laws. I mean, quite clearly, it is shoot a black, shoot black people at Yeah, laws. it's just, it's and hunting I season. When they, first came, when they first started up, I said that. This is unbelievable. And it was right after that Trayvon Martin got killed. Look. After yeah. they shot. Not only do I, re- I remember that, I called you. It was a Florida stand your ground law. I said, well, I ain't going That's to right. Florida. <laughs> so right. I'm going to Florida. I'm, I was, I was right. born a suspect. I mean, I was born a threat. <laughs> you know, I remember saying That's those right. I, said, I was born a threat. I said, I won't be going to you Florida. Are a threat. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, and me and my sister were having this conversation the other day, I'm less of a threat than a lot of people, of, of, of black people, because I'm light complected. If you look, except for this last kid, most of them they're, are they're darker, yeah, darker complected. The darker you are, the yeah. more of a threat you're, 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 you seem to be. You know, right. and uh, right. yeah. So yeah, this this last one's like, I, you know, it, it, that's and another thing. You know, you were talking about you know the gun violence, the COVID, and you left out the vote. Yeah, that's <laughs> just piling on. Oh, yeah. It's like don't oh, pile yeah. on the blacks, don't pile on the blacks. They're just piling on, piling on, piling on. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have to, um, but then, you know, on the possible bright side, there's a glimmer. Kids, younger folks, in their attitudes when, you know, you know, they, they get triggered by stuff like master bedroom and stuff like that, but they have, they're, they're more conscious of it, of the right. whole situation. Corporations, you know, are like, oh crap, we could lose money. There are enough of these people that we're going to have to like boycott you know, Georgia. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, well, the fact of the matter is, is that there really are more of us than there are of them. Yeah. So if, if we if we say to Coca-Cola or Delta, uh-uh, <laughs> uh, there are simply more of us than yeah. them, and, and that's their problem. That's why this is all happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's more effective for us to boycott, and that's why uh, the NCAA is telling Florida they won't be coming there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because it's power. Yeah. <laughs> I just read an article yesterday that a bunch of 
big, powerful law firms are setting up what they're calling SWAT teams about yeah. these uh, voter, voter, voting rights laws. You know, there's a law. They come. They come swinging in with their briefcases. They don't have on body armor, but they have brain armor on. They're swinging in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're shooting out. Well, it's about time. Yeah. That's, that's what I said. That's that. And I, you know, I'm one of those people where I hate to hope because <laughs> you're usually let down. You know, what is that? There's a saying. Um, hope is the opiate of the masses. You know, you know, you know, it gets you, it, it takes you up too high, so that the, that the fall is more devastating. Yeah, I know, so but I, without I, hope, you never grow. You know, without um, hope, you never change. Why would you? Yeah, this is true. If without there's never hope, anything better or nicer or more mm-hmm. comfortable, why would you move? Yep, and without hope, you don't have that entertainment for the troops. But um. Yeah. All right, Clarence. Wait a minute. Then, you got that? You did that for 15 minutes just to get there? <laughs> no, I didn't know the hope word was coming up, but, you know, there's... <laughs> now, wait. That could, be two, that could be two things, that hope pun you just dropped in there. That could be Bob Hope. Is that what yeah. you're thinking? Which, which is what or, I meant. Or... <laughs> oh, okay. But, that's what I thought. But yeah. wasn't there a ship... The USS Hope, it was a hospital ship. Okay, well. well that's, okay. Out, that's outside my, my range of knowledge, so I'll just say, I'll just okay. agree. But what's more important is that you got that joke when I said it. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> that's fun. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. Listen, don't patronize these little Clarence, she's okay. not like us. She's just not. <laughs> so just, just, real, just real quick, so you don't feel alone, Lynn? Or my good yeah. friend and your good, your former caller, friend of yours, I'm assuming, Tom, sissy white liberal, the engineer. Yeah. He, he yeah. he's just like that. I could I'll, I'll drop a putz left to right, and he just keeps talking, and he comes up with the serious. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a long time to catch on. Like, oh wait a minute, that's a joke. <laughs> well, he's very bright, but he's serious. Yeah, he's serious, he's, and he's an engineer. Most uh, When I do that, I always ask people, like, are you an engineer or are you an accountant? Well, I'm an accountant. That's why you didn't get that joke. <laughs> and, I th- and I think with, with you, Lynn, it's, it's your, 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 I don't know, do you have, like, a, like an English degree or something like that? It's your grammar, you know, you, you take the yeah, word for what I, it actually yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, I'm more literal. I'm more literal. Literal, that, yeah. Yes, I'm literal. God knows I know a count, as Susan has suggested. Um, <laughs> all right, you. Okay. All right. Have a wonderful life. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good to talk to you, Clarence. <laughs> okay, Peter. Bye. Always. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. So, you know what's driving me nuts lately? And I can see, I guess it's never going away. Politicians' emails. I'm going, half of my, you know, when I sign up. Uh, 150 people asking for money, right? Yeah, I get, you know, like, what's his name? Uh, Kelly, Mark Kelly, is that it? um, Yeah, yeah, he got to run again, and without you, he can't win. I know, but I never gave him any money to start with, and every day he's asking me for money. The guy who's running... Did you ever give any money to Act Blue or any of those places? Because if you did, they have your name. That's right. Well, I made a mistake. 
I did once give money through Act Blue. I talked about this the other day, and it was an awful experience. Don't, if you want to give money, don't give it through a middleman. First of all, they take a cut. And secondly, they then sell you to every every other Democrat in the country. And you're just stuck. What, can't you see? And, and often they make it just impossible to block them. And I'm going to suggest that it gets so annoying that you start thinking, you know, I liked you before. But I well, like here's you. the thing. You're just faced with the fact that if you want to be a politician and do the work of a politician, you have to accept the fact that 90% of the work is raising money to get you there. And um, and it was it's always been thus. It's just more obvious now. And there's a lot more money now because of, uh, you know, those pesky corporations and PACs that have all that money. So uh, it but even, you know, back, what, 25 years ago, God, when I was running for office, um that I can remember saying, I'm not raising any money. I'm not doing it. You can't ask me to ask people for money because that's the one thing I can't and won't do. <laughs> and I, so I had people that did that for me. Um, but, you know, that that's the fact. If if you want somebody good in office, you they're going to you have to accept the fact that they're going well, to spend because, a certain <clears throat> amount of time yeah. begging. Well, that's because we have this outrageous system. Yeah, uh, that needs to be fixed. It needs, oh God, there's so many things that need to be fixed. Your head spins. Brooke writes, Lynn, I'm wondering, do other countries have issues with their police like we do? I don't think so. And it's my understanding that the mass shooting epidemic is unique to the United States. I think that is absolutely correct. That is, well, yeah. we're exceptional, Brooke. Didn't you get the memo? I know that Biden is busy right now, but these two issues will have to be addressed sooner rather than later. And by the way, the NRA has filed for bankruptcy to escape their legal battles. Let's not let that happen either. They've taken off to Texas, left New York, but they can run just so far. That doesn't matter. That's just bull. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, right, if, I, yeah, I didn't. You can't commit crimes and then and then uh, dissolve your corporation in some way and 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 say now we're over here and you can't touch us. I mean that's just bull. Uh, so you know. She said also that she didn't realize how much dialogue she was missing until she started using closed captioning, <laughs> and now it's always on. Yeah. I every once in a while, you know, have it off. And um, I, yeah, you can see more of the picture. You sure can. They put the captions in, in you know, in smack all the dab right. in the middle of the screen or, you know, over, you know, writing that you might otherwise want to see. They always pick the worst place. I mean, it moves frequently. It's always the wrong place. Right. You should see our brother trying to watch football with our mother with the closed captions on <laughs> Oh, he goes nuts, I bet. He goes yeah. absolutely bonkers. Oh, you can't see anything. You can't see anything. Turn that off. Turn that off. What are you? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. All right. So um, 
Oh, um, when the Oprah interview with uh, Harry, Harry and Meghan, Meghan, Meghan aired, Brits were so into wanting to see it. Somehow they accessed uh, it. Um, and the takeaway from that was that they, the British citizens that watched the actual uh, American network production were so blown away by the commercials that they barely, that's all they were talking, they weren't even talking the next day about Harry. <laughs> they, and it was because the commercials were about 80% of them were for drugs. And those kind of commercials are unknown in the UK. And for that matter, unknown in most countries that have a public health system. It's only in this, you know, slam bam uh, capitalist marketplace that that pharmaceutical companies have been allowed. They didn't used to be. This happened on our watch. Allowed to sell their wares, even for prescription drugs, as you know, directly to people. So now we Americans are absolutely. It's amazing how normal it seems to us that we hear these ads and we've long ago tuned out that hysterical last half with all the fine print of side effects of all the ways you're going to die if you take this yeah you're going to die it could cause after they they done showing you pictures of these gloriously happy people and then they, while you're still looking at those pictures, they tell you now, on the other hand, you know, it could kill you. It could uh, this and that, yeah, and then blah, 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 blah. And we are used now to what is a, a grotesquerie of American capitalism and our messed up healthcare system. Nowhere. This was illegal in this country until relatively recently. I, somebody can look up when they finally lifted the ban on. Um, yes, it, 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 and we got drugs. treated to uh, silver-haired people in um, side-by-side -side bathtubs out in the middle of a field, holding hands and and proclaiming the. Uh, Viagra, the savior of the world. Well, yes. Exactly. So I just, you know, sometimes to, to be aware of uh, a new pair of eyes or a number of new pairs of eyes looking at what we don't even notice anymore. Um, and they were just blown away. And you can imagine. I mean, you can imagine. So ever since I heard that, I've been listening to these ads, and my God, they're awful. My God, they are awful. And they should be banned. They should be banned. We can't buy them. So it's only to, you to know. Pressure to pressure doctors. Right. It's to pressure your own doctor. And, um, and, and we all know how responsible the pharmaceutical uh, corporations have been oh, yeah. in, their, oh, uh, in promoting the, the safety uh, and the proper usage of their drugs. 
primarily opioids. No, absolutely. Well, not the only that. I mean, like all of these women that are on on drugs for for a condition they don't have. We're going to put you on a drug for osteoporosis before you get osteoporosis. Now, it might destroy your jaw, but you won't get your your hip will be fine. You know, I have a friend who did that, who did the osteopenia drug. Osteopenia is another word for. You don't have it yet. No. Yeah. Well, so listen, they she got on one of those like Fosamax or whatever the hell it is. And before it was over, her thigh bones had practically dissolved. It did the exact opposite. And it's still on the market. Will somebody tell me how that's possible? She had to have rods surgically put in her legs. Yeah. I'm telling you, these pharmaceutical companies. I mean, and they push and, these and drugs. So, I mean, you need to talk to your doctors because you don't know who's paying them to push the drug and whether they get paid separately for, you know, for doing it, you know, in one way or another. But if someone says to you that you have osteopenia, which means you don't have osteoporosis, you might get it in the future. Yeah, you have less. You have normal lessening of bone and by the way if you just walked more and lifted a few weights you could probably get it right back properly but instead they're going to put you on a drug that has the most horrifying side effects well this is why i just there's so much wrong and it's always wrong because corporations have successfully lobbied our so-called representatives in government that in fact only represent corporations. They don't represent the people. It's such a can of maggots. It's beyond belief. Everywhere you turn, you see another indication of how, how screwed up we are. Well, but part of it is, is that we as a culture would rather take a pill than spend and 10 minutes a day lifting a few weights to keep your bones strong. Okay, and on that note, Susan, before you go into a harangue about I'm not going into a harangue. I'm just saying wait, wait. find out if there's something else you can do. Okay, yes, go ahead. Another We're over. Quote. Another quote. In other centuries, human beings wanted to be saved or improved or freed or educated. But in our century, they just want to be entertained. And by the most ghastly things. (laughs) And it's not just human beings. It's Americans. It's Americans. We have been turned into people who just expect to be entertained. And that's how a guy like Donald Trump gets to be president. All right. On that note. (laughs) You said his name. Okay, I did. I rarely do, but on occasion it pops up. Bye, Bye, Sue. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. And uh, okay, guys. uh, Tomorrow, my last show of this week, just because, as you know, I've got to travel on Thursday. So um, thanks for listening today, and I'll see you tomorrow, I hope.
Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.